0: 18 plus. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on.
2: I'm Brett Nees, live in the WRAL breaking news tracker this morning, where a multi-county chase ends with shots being fired in this South Raleigh neighborhood. Coming up, what I've learned within the last hour.
3: Unanswered questions this morning in Durham after three shootings minutes apart leave two people dead and three others hurt. Police are working to figure out whether these crimes are connected.
1: And it is a calm and cool start for us as we head out this morning. We'll talk about what we're looking at into the Labor Day weekend, though, and some hotter temperatures coming up.
4: We're live at Wrightsville Beach now 24 hours after a Dahlia coming up. I'll explain how lifeguards are warning beachgoers ahead of the holiday weekend.
3: And with that tropical storm pushing out to sea, it wipes the slate clean and we get a beautiful day and a beautiful holiday weekend ahead weather wise. Good morning, everyone. We made it to Friday. Thanks for joining us. I'm Renee Chu. I'm Jeff
5: Hogan. Yes, yeah, September one. We turn the page on the calendars first full weekend Uh, of some meaningful college football out there. It's going to feel like football. Anthony Baglione is in the W.R.S. Severe
1: Weather Center. This is meteorological fall, right? September 1. It is, yeah. It's starting to feel like it, too. You head outside this morning. It's almost where you need a light jacket just with those cooler temperatures right now. We had, of course, the Dahlia come through yesterday. And what that did is it kind of redistributed some energy within the atmosphere. And we are left with the just picture-perfect forecast we're seeing out there right now. Let's take a live look right now. This is our Durham camera. You can see the flag blown around just a little bit, so a touch breezy in some spots, but I think especially along our coast, that's where we see that today. Temperatures are about five to 10 degrees cooler than this time yesterday. This tells the story right there. We are at 54 in Roxborough right now, 58 in Goldsboro. We've dropped to 58 in both Raleigh and Durham, so certainly much cooler than where we've been used to. We'll see high temperatures this afternoon, mainly right about 83. So if you're headed out for any exercise should be good to go. We will talk about that though that warmer Labor Day forecast here, Brian, in just a few minutes.
6: All right, Anthony, let's take a look at traffic with our live map here at 601. Just getting reports of a hit and run investigation in Garner on Garner Road south of Tryon Road. Elsewhere, though, around Wake County, we're in good shape. 440 is looking fine around Raleigh. 540 looks good on the north side of Raleigh. And right now through Durham, we're not seeing any big delays. 885 all clear up to the 147 split.
5: Breaking news this morning. Around 1:30, shots were fired after a chase involving law enforcement that ended near downtown Raleigh. This is happening right near the intersection of East and Branch streets. Several law enforcement agencies are there right now, and so is Brett Nice in the WRL breaking news tracker. Brett, this was a high speed chase that started in Johnston County.
2: That's right, Jeff. Johnson County Sheriff's Office started this chase along with the Highway Patrol down there in Johnson County along I-40. It ended up here in this neighborhood behind me. The intersection that we're talking about is the next one down, and really, this all is playing out behind this dark tree line. So I want to show you some video from the WRL Breaking News Tracker. I've been at this scene all night trying to gather as much details about this as I can, and uh, within the last hour, I've learned from first responder radio traffic that's revealed new details that uh, about this chase. It started in Johnson County. Speeds reached over 120 miles per hour at one point. And the chase went along I-40 before the driver took the Hammond Road exit here in Raleigh and ended up in this neighborhood. That's when residents say they heard several gunshots erupt around just before 1.30. We're working to learn exactly who fired those shots, whether or not it was an officer. It's unclear at this point. We're supposed to get an update from the highway patrol as, uh, within the next 30 minutes to an hour. As soon as we get those details confirmed, we'll pass that along and bring you those updates. Live in Raleigh, Brittany, WRAL News.
3: This morning, police are working to figure out what led to a violent night in Durham. Three separate shootings have left two people dead and two others hurt. Those shootings happened in Fargo Street, Holloway Street, and North Miami Boulevard. WRO's Eric Miller joins us live from the Durham Police Department. And Eric, a lot of folks are wondering whether these shootings are connected.
0: Rene, a lot of folks, including investigators here at DPD, that is one of the key questions that they're trying to answer this morning as neighbors and police officers alike reckon with an evening of violence. Three scenes, three shootings, two deaths. Friday morning, investigators are still dealing with the aftermath in Durham. Video from Sky 5 shows the largest scene filling the parking lot at the Village Shopping Center on North Miami Boulevard. DPD says three people were shot there just before 5 p.m. Thursday. One victim, a man, died at the hospital. Two others, a man and a juvenile, are expected to recover. At almost the same time, just two blocks away at Holloway and Bry Streets, police say another man was shot. He died at the scene. The third shooting happened almost three miles away at the Sunridge Point townhomes on Fargo Street. That shooting leaving more than a dozen pieces of evidence scattered on the ground. One man was shot there. He's expected to recover. A young man, a minor, was taken into custody. The only arrest made so far on a violent day. Now we're still working to learn the names of the victims as well as what exactly led up to all three of these shootings. we we'll bring you those details as soon as we get them in Durham. Eric Miller, WRAL News.
3: People in the Columbus County city of Whiteville are waiting for floodwaters to recede before they can fully assess the damage left behind by Adalia. Check out this video from Sky 5. Large portions of the town left underwater after that heavy rain Adalia dropped caused surrounding swamps to overflow. Business owners in downtown Whiteville are now facing a lengthy cleanup and repair effort. We spoke with one woman who was planning a grand opening for her business next month, now facing a huge setback.
7: When will
2: I be able to start, you know, just working on things and getting things back to where they need to be?
3: Emergency responders say they made several water rescues yesterday as people tried to drive through the water.
5: Your holiday travel plans may have you headed to the coast. Adalia's impact is lingering there this morning. WRS Kelsey Coffey joins us now from Wrightsville Beach and Things. Kelsey, were a lot different than 24 hours ago after this storm.
4: Jeff, good morning, they certainly are. Anthony mentioned uh, those cooler temperatures and we are feeling that this morning here at the beach. Definitely some fall vibes going on for the first day of September. And the sun started coming out late yesterday afternoon and it seemed like the later it got, the sunnier it became. But lifeguards are warning people ahead of the holiday weekend about rip current risk in the aftermath of Edalia. Wes Carter with Wrightsville Beach Search and Rescue says with college students coming back to town and tourists enjoying the last few days of summer, they're expecting large crowds this Labor Day weekend.
2: This is what we live for. This is what we love to do. So just stoked to have everybody here. Brightsville Beach is a wonderful place, so can't really beat it.
4: You sure can't beat it. And just as a reminder for folks who were headed out to the beach this weekend, be sure to check the flag system before you go out in the water to make sure that it's a safe day to swim. If you go in the water, always swim near a lifeguard and bring a flotation device with you. Kelsey Coffee, WRL News, live in Wrightsville Beach. And happening right now in the WREL Live Center, whether you are going to the beach this weekend or you're taking a trip on an airplane, we're keeping you covered here in the Live Center, uh, taking a look at delays and cancellations at RDU. Right now, this actually went down. There have been no cancellations all morning long, which is good. Uh, Earlier, there were five delays. That is now down to three. It looks like two on JetBlue and one on American Airlines. So if you are are flying either of those airlines, be sure to check that before you head out the door. But RDU says it's expected to exceed a record uh, A setback in 2019, AAA says that domestic travel this year is up 4% and that international travel is up 44% this year. So a lot of people wanting to take a trip abroad for Labor Day weekend. And for those
3: who want to stick closer to home but are also taking a road trip, we checked and got new numbers for those of you driving this weekend to mark the unofficial end to summer. So AAA is reporting that North Carolina's average is 353 a gallon. Last year, just up by a penny, the national average 381 a gallon.
5: Alec Murdoch's son, Buster, says his father may be a psychopath.
1: Are you look at the manipulation, and the lies and the carrying out of that such, and I, I think that's a fair assessment.
5: After the break, more of what Buster revealed in a blockbuster new interview.
3: And the heart-wrenching cover of UNC's Daily Tar Heel is turning heads nationally. What the editor says the paper is focusing on now after the shooting on campus.
1: It's definitely a cool start this morning. But as we head into the holiday weekend, we're looking at temperatures continuing to heat up into our Monday and Tuesday. We'll talk about what to expect here at home and at the beaches coming up after the break.
0: As you get into your car, tune to WRAL News Plus on your radio in Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on
1: 101.5 HD3. Welcome back at 612 on this Friday morning. Of course, yesterday was very busy with Edalia pushing through. I want to show you where this storm system is right now and why we could continue to feel some effects from it this weekend. 60 mile per hour winds, it's what we call a post-tropical cyclone, meaning it really doesn't have any tropical characteristics to it anymore. There is the current track, though. It keeps it here right around Bermuda, continues to stay out to the Atlantic at about 50 to 60 mile per hour winds. So not a big-time system anymore, but this is what it's going to do as far as our rip current are concerned. If you're headed out to the beaches, of course, we've been saying it. Watch for those red flags, even the yellow flags. We can still get those rip currents out and about. We also have a coastal flood advisory in effect for a lot of us today along the coast, so we could see some low-lying areas talking about some additional flooding.
6: All right, Anthony, it is now 6:12. We do have a hit-and-run investigation right now between Garner and Raleigh on Garner Road near Tryon Road. Look out for some police activity there at that site. Elsewhere, though, we're looking fine around the triangle. No other trouble to report in Wake County. And as we take a look at those major approaches into Durham this morning, 40 westbound out of Raleigh, all clear from Wake Avenue to 885. And if you're leaving Hillsboro heading toward Durham on 85 northbound, it's a smooth ride from the 40 split all the way out toward 147. Jeff.
5: The front page of this week's edition of UNC's student newspaper, The Daily Tar Heel, is eye-catching and drawing national attention. It shows text messages to and from students while they were in lockdown on Monday. President Biden even shared it on social media. The paper's print managing editor talked to WREL and says she is grateful for the reach this front page has had.
2: My hope is to tell a story of a really scary three hours that we had on our campus on Monday. Um, I hope people see the reality of the impacts of gun violence, at least in our community.
5: She says staff at Daily Tar Heel is now focused on examining what happened over the course of those three hours that the university was placed on lockdown and how the university handles crisis communications.
3: Alec Murdoch's son, Buster, is breaking his silence on his father's murder conviction. His father is serving a life sentence for the murder of Buster's mother, Maggie, and younger brother, Paul. WRL's Ken Smith is here now with more on how Buster is defending his father, Ken.
7: Rene Buster Murdoch is speaking out for the first time six months after his father's conviction. This was also his first on-camera interview for a documentary, The Fall of the House of Murdoch. He answered questions about his family, his relationship with his dad, the trial, and that fateful night. Mr. Murdoch defended his dad and pointed the finger at police, also pointing to the trial, calling it unfair. He was at his father's trial every day, taking the stand in his dad's defense. This was his response when the reporter listed the traits of a psychopath and asked him if he thinks his dad fits that description.
1: I'm not prepared to sit here and say that it encompasses him as a whole, but certainly I think there are characteristics where you look at the manipulation and the lies and the carrying out of that such, and I, I think that's a fair assessment.
7: We're also finding out Alex Murdoch no longer has phone privileges behind bars, at least for now. The Converctions Department says his attorney recorded him reading journal entries, which aired in that documentary. It's not a crime, but it's not allowed. Mr. Murdoch was also asked about the death of his friend Stephen Smith, whose murder is now being investigated as a homicide. Murdoch denied having anything to do with Smith's death. We should also note he is not a suspect in this ongoing investigation.
5: Ken, thanks. That story won't go away, right? <laughs> Pentagon says its newest website is a one-stop shop for declassified UFO information. The site that launched yesterday has links to publicly available records about UFO investigations, and that includes videos and reports. A Pentagon spokesperson says this is the next step in the process for the government to be more transparent about reported UFO sightings.
3: We are ready to kick off Labor Day weekend, but we still have several hours of work here, Jeff. If you plan
5: to stay in town, okay, WRL is out and about, has some great picks for some weekend fun when your work is done. The 14th Annual African American Cultural Festival in Raleigh is happening Saturday and Sunday. WRL is a proud community partner of this downtown event. There will be live music from local and national talent, plus an African marketplace to shop. Admission is free.
3: There are also comedy shows to enjoy this weekend. D.L. Hughley will be performing at Raleigh Improv tonight through Sunday. And America's Got Talent star Preacher Lawson is also in town. He has shows all weekend at Goodnight's Comedy Club in Raleigh. On Sunday,
5: Durham Central Park will host a food truck rodeo from noon to 4 p.m. There will be a variety of food trucks and drink vendors on hand. You can find out more about all these events and others by going to WRL.com and searching Out and About.
3: Whatever you decide to do, it will be gorgeous. With blue skies, lots of sunshine, it'll be on the toasty side, but we'll take it. It's Labor Day weekend.
5: Can we not get early quit on Friday here? <laughs> I'd be asking for a lot. Are
3: our bosses watching? Maybe yeah. if we can get <laughs> scoot out. Just,
5: yeah. <laughs> out. I'm guessing no. Anthony Baglione in <laughs> the WRI Severe Weather Center right now with what
1: Idalia is being called here. Yeah, what we're looking at right now, guys, first of all, a gorgeous weather. We will get to that here in just a second. But I want to show you if you're planning, let's say, to head to the beaches the next couple of days, why we're still having at least some concerns along our coast with this system. Post-tropical cyclone e is what we call this now, and I know that's kind of a mouthful of what is a post-tropical cyclone? Essentially what happens when we talk about tropical storms, hurricanes, things like that, that center of the storm system that we focus on is really warm. There's a lot of rising air. You can think of it almost just that tropical feel. When it becomes post-tropical, it loses all of that warm heat, and it's actually colder, kind of more like a, a typical low pressure system that we talk about. Otherwise, 60 mile per hour winds is where that one sits right now. It is going to stay out to sea and hang off of our coast, but that could bring those increased rip current threats for us today. And I think probably as we head even into this weekend, you, there's kind of a mixture right there, the high in the red color and then the moderate in the yellow. If you see the red flags just treat it as it's pretty high and you can stay on shore. Just be careful out and about. We also have those coastal flood advisories in the green for some of our beaches. So could see an additional maybe one to about two feet of additional water over normally dry ground. Otherwise, where we sit right now, I want to get us outside. It is beautiful. It's relatively cool out there to start. There's a live look in Durham, much calmer than this time yesterday. You can rest easy, no problems. Five to 10 degrees cooler than where we started yesterday we're at 58 in Raleigh 58 in Goldsboro as well, 52 in Roxboro, 60s down to the south, and we're only going to see high temperatures today, mainly let's say 82, 83 degrees this afternoon below where we should be, and it is that first day of meteorological fall, and so it's going to start to feel like that before we get to the actual start of fall here later this month. We're at 90 into our Sunday. There's a look at the Labor Day weekend at 95 on Monday, so it does start to heat back up. We're at 96 on Tuesday, but you notice it still comes with sunshine and no big rain rain chances in the forecast at this point. We may may sneak an isolated shower there into Thursday and Thursday night of next week, but at this point it looks pretty calm up until then. We're at 84 there on our Saturday, 90 on Sunday, 95 for our Labor Day itself. Otherwise should be a great couple of days to head out. We have the Bulls playing at home the next couple of days looking good. Humidity wise shouldn't be too bad, I don't think by Labor Day, and we still see those morning temperatures there, Brian, into next week in the upper 60s and near 70 degrees. Looks good, Anthony.
6: Let's take a look at traffic this morning At 619, we still have uh, that hit-and-run investigation between Garner and Raleigh on Garner Road, just south of Tryon Road. I'm not seeing any delays out there, but if you're making that trip, look out for some police activity while they get that scene cleared. Over in Durham, traffic's moving along well this morning as we take a look at that live camera at 85 at Avondale Drive in Durham. That is northbound traffic heading away from us there, heading out toward Butner. No delays on the northbound side of 85, and southbound traffic also is looking
5: fine. It was a wild ride for a South Carolina woman. Maybe you saw this a tornado tossed her car off the road.
1: I felt the car lifting
7: up. It all happened so fast.
5: That crash was made even scarier. She was worried about her unborn child, how she escaped from that terrifying crash.
3: And how much would you pay to see Lionel Messi play? The record breaking costs. Fans are shelling out for tickets to his next match.
5: Might be like winning a lottery ticket. And here are your numbers from the NC Education Lottery on your screen right now.
2: This What's Trending
0: report, sponsored by Rug and Home.
3: The next big movie double feature after Barbenheimer won't be happening after all. Oh well,
6: Brian Schrader's here now with What's (laughs) Trending, Brian. You'll be able to save up money in between the two to go to the theater (laughs) here. Fans were calling it the Exor Swift after Swift's Eras Tour concert film announced an October 13th opening date. That's the same day the next installment of The Exorcist was due to come out. (laughs) But the studio head behind the horror film said Taylor wins, and moved the opening date up to the 6th.
3: Yeah, bet when the execs heard that, they were like, no way are we even going to try and compete with Taylor Swift's movie. That movie is expected to open at $100 million in sales, and The Exorcist might get, you know, 10 to $20 million <laughs> even by moving it up one week. But smart move there. I'm just you gonna can't wait compete. a week
5: and put them both together, watch The Exorcist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, you can still go right, and do yeah, the double feature. Right, yeah, just do it the feature. week after. Mm-hmm. Some
6: enterprising person should combine the two into its own film. Exor Swift. Uh, nostalgia on the menu at one McDonald's in Brooklyn. Take a look. The restaurant has redecorated to look like it did back in 1982. All <laughs> uh, part of the promotion for the new season of Marvel's Loki, which is uh, part of uh, a time travel. Is one of the main plot points in that. I would like to go to this place. Donald. No kidding. Well, it's,
5: it's been for three days in Brooklyn <laughs> and today's the last day. So you better hurry. Okay. Catch that flight. But uh, <laughs> it's so neat. You walk through like a time machine kind of part in the beginning when you enter there. And then the, look at the old reds. They've yes. got the old cash registers mm-hmm. there. Everything. The hats, The McDonald's. Yeah. The I remember this. again.
3: Yes. Oh my goodness. Fantastic. And order your happy meal. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Right, thank you. How about Messi-mania leading to the most expensive Major League Soccer ticket this weekend? The average ticket price for the game between Messi's Inter-Miami Football Club and Los Angeles Football Club, it'll be about $690. That's according to online marketplace TickPick. Messi will play in Charlotte next month, and right now the average ticket price for that game in Bank of America Stadium is $355.
3: And don't forget, it's football Friday. You can catch all your favorite high school teams in action tonight right here on WRL. It kicks off at 1135 PM.
4: We're live at Wrightsville Beach now 24 hours after Redalia coming up. I'll explain how lifeguards are warning beachgoers about rip current risk ahead of the holiday weekend.
1: And certainly what a difference a day makes. We are much quieter right now with the Dahlia offshore, but we are seeing the sunshine, the relatively cool temperatures out there. We'll walk through our travel forecast and back here at home as well. Coming up.
3: And in the last 10 minutes, we've learned a man is dead after being in a shootout with law enforcement. Brett Neese is at the scene in Raleigh where it happened after a high speed chase.